Welcome to Beauties and Banter, a lifestyle podcast where we are relevant, witty, and opinionated. Okay, y'all, the banter is brewing. It's time to sip some tea, so let's get into it. Hey, girl. Happy Black History Month. Hey, girl. Hey, happy Black History Month. Back to you. Welcome to February. Yay! Not only is it just Black History Month, but it's the month of love, too. But yeah. Black History Month should really be a year, I'm just saying. Give us a whole year. <laughs> right. Give us a whole year. Hashtag, or at least, give us a whole year. At least a month with more days in it. 31, to be exact. Yes. Like January, which was the longest month ever. Mm, ever. Was it ever going to end? I don't know. We here now, though. So, Yay. happy Black History Month. Um... And speaking of, I know I usually talk about my weekend, but I just want to talk about all the black excellence that is giving me life right now in the form of everything Black Panther. Woo! Oh my God. So they had the red carpet premiere of Black Panther and the dress code was African royalty and baby. <laughs> that cast and crew showed up and showed out. They did. Oh, everybody looked amazing. So that's got me excited about Black Panther coming out February 16th. And then I have been obsessed with all of the memes about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, we've been sending them yeah, to each other. What we're all wearing to go see Black Panther and what kind of snacks you bring into the right. movie theater. Like, the one that had me laughing last night was a picture of uh, Eddie Murphy from Coming to America in his best Princess Zamunda outfit. <laughs> and the caption is like, Welcome to AMC. What movie will you be seeing with us today? And then it's saying, you know what I'm here for. <laughs> and it's just like, because that's how we go show up. And I was like, yes, let me get my Ankara skirt and my head wrap and get ready to hit up the movie theater. Then the video of the students from Ron Clark Academy finding out that they are going to see the Black Panther movie for a field trip has brought me all the joy in the world has my ovaries doing somersaults Mm-mm. because baby and kid fever is on 10 and it is just the cutest video. So if you have not seen it, go to at Ron Clark Academy on Instagram and these little black boys and girls and some of our white sisters and brothers mm-hmm. are dancing and getting it in about how happy they are and it's just all kind of black boy joy and black girl magic and it's just I'm just I'm just feeling February black black love black history month black panther all black everything all black everything that's my mood and I'm unapologetic about it and you shouldn't be (laughs) so I gotta say that yes I am going to piggyback on that with that video it gave me all the feels of all the feels on all the feels because I watched it like 50 million times (laughs) all the warm and fuzzies and I just wanted to like I had tears of happiness to see kids so happy and excited about something because we don't see that as much as we used to especially our black children Mm -hmm. Um, we don't see that as much as we used to and it's you know it makes my heart hurt because I love Renee love the kids. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that I love the kids. You love the babies. Right. 
So anything that makes them happy and excited warms my heart and gives me joy. And to see them celebrate like they did just was like so cute. We just watched it right before this. That's how much we've been watching this video. I'm telling you, if you have a sad moment or having a bad day, you will immediately have your spirits lifted watching that video. Yes, absolutely. It is the true definition of joy rising. Yes, I agree. (laughs) And one thing that's making me happy this week is I have on this t-shirt, you guys can see, but I'll post it later. And it says, um, Black Superheroes. I love it. And this is a t-shirt from a friend of mine. Her name is Colette, and I call her Coley. And her husband, Dion, they are opening a local cafe in the South Shore area. The South Shore area, for those of you who don't know, was an up-and-coming area or an area of prestige back in the day that has gone down and had some suffering, um, and they're trying to really get it back to where it's been. And so they are opening up a cafe in the area. It's awesome. And I'm very excited and happy for them, and they have a, a, a GoFundMe page. And uh, if you feel so inclined do it. If not, I get it. But it is uh, for a good cause and they... What is I, the GoFundMe page? They're, you know, I don't know it directly and I should, but their cafe is called Heritage 1829. Okay. And so, um, and I'll post the link later in, in my personal uh, Instagram. And we'll also include it in the show notes. Yes, as well. So you guys will be able to check that out. So Heritage um, 1828 is going to be a new cafe in the South Shore area of Chicago. And uh, for those who make a donation um, of a certain amount or more, they get a t-shirt. And so I got this t-shirt and I'm wearing it today and I love it. That needs to be what you wear to the Black Panther. Yes, because it's a black superhero t-shirt. Okay, I want one, so I'm going to definitely have to go and support. Yay. Shout out to Colette and Dion. Do y'all thing. So that is the end of our hashtag Everybody Black segment. (laughs) Inspired by Issa Rae. (laughs) Who you rooting for? Everybody Black. (laughs) So um, we're going to get into this week's episode. Yes. So today we are talking about you okay, sis? Yep. I just need a moment. Man. So, where is this coming from? So, um, everyone's favorite comedian, maybe not everyone's favorite, but she is one of my favorite comedians. Mine too, I love that girl. Yeah, she's so talented. Leslie Jones went viral this week on social media when she posted a photo of herself in the gym with this caption. Okay, back to cardio, but confession, I feel like I'm doing it for nothing. I know it not, I'm healthy and look good. Her words, not mine, y'all. But I really feel like, what's it all for? If the people you want to notice don't, I just feel like I might die alone. Sorry, that's pretty heavy today. So that part, I just feel like I might die alone. Like, everyone on the internet like was like, oh my gosh, So many people came rushing to her defense in the comments. Megan Good posted something like the right people would notice. You're a gift from God. God is selective. He has a plan for you. Be encouraged. So everyone was, you know, encouraging her. 
So a couple days later, she came back with another post. And so this is kind of what inspired our episode was her reaction to it. And we wanted to talk a little bit about this concept. Um, she says, wow, y'all had a party with that post. If there is anyone in the world who loves themselves, that is me. It was just a single woman complaining post. Jeez. Thanks for the love, though, but I think y'all misunderstood what I was saying. Your girl loves everything about herself. I'm just ready for a man to do the same. So Renee and I were talking about this, and we were like, you know, she was just having a moment. Man, been there, done that. And sometimes we just have a moment, and like she said, it was just a single woman complaining post. No different than a married woman complaining. No different than a mother complaining. And how many times have we just like... We just had a moment, but sometimes people do kind of rush to be like, oh my God, are you okay? And you don't want to discourage the encouragement, if you mm-hmm. will, but isn't it okay for us to just have a moment, Renee? Absolutely, it's okay for us to have a moment. I've had that same exact moment before. I remember I was dating a guy who I thought I would be with, and we were just laying there cuddling, just talking, and we were... um just talking about different things. And one of the things I was saying was like, we talked about our biggest fears. And I was like, one of my biggest fears is that I'm going to die alone. Mm-hmm. One, because I'm an only child. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, it's just me and my mom when it comes down to it. I have, um, my, my biological father has passed away. And my the man that I call my dad used to um, be my mother's boyfriend. And he was, he's been in my life forever. So he's not really my dad. I just call him my dad because he's like a dad to me. So at any rate, I just feel like, you know, I've always felt like, wow, so what happens when I get older? For for some reason, God forbid, my mom passes away. It's really just me at that point. Mm -hmm. I don't have anybody in my life. I'm divorced. I don't, like, I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have a fiance. And I was literally in my feelings at that moment. But the difference is, is being in your feelings in that moment and living in your feelings throughout. And I chose to just be in my feelings in the moment, which is which I think Leslie Jones is actually coming from. She was in her feelings at the moment. Those were her thoughts. She just wanted to post them, get it off her chest and move on. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had those moments as well, too. I remember... And this is not too long ago, and this is me being vulnerable, um, but a couple of months ago, I had one of those moments. I um, wasn't dating anybody at the time. At the time, I actually was finishing up a subscription on an online dating service. Um, if anybody knows me now, I am so done with online dating. That is not <laughs> she even... She sure is. It is not even funny. When people, I'm like, don't ask me about online dating, because I got opinions. Um, so I was having this moment, yeah, (laughs) um, I was having this moment and like I said, full transparency, it was a couple of months ago and it was one day where literally one of my friends had had a baby and was sending me a picture. The other friend had recently had a baby and was sending me photos of the new baby. One of my friends was sending me an evite to her baby shower. Another one of my friends had just got engaged that week and on that day, like, sent out the email with pictures. 
And then another friend of mine whose wedding was coming up was sending me details about like the logistics for like the wedding and everything. And it was like, here I was figuring out, am I going to renew my subscription to Match.com or not? <laughs> That's a damn Gina moment. <laughs> I, this was my reality. And I was just like, you know, because I had finished up like these three months of trying online dating and had not really met, well, I had met people, but had not had a success from it, I guess. And it felt like everybody around me was having babies and getting married and getting engaged. And it was all like literally within like 24 hours. And I had a moment. And I was just. I would have had a moment too. Yeah, those kind of things cross your mind. Like, it's never going to happen. Like, everybody but me. I'm going to die alone. Like, here I am trying and nothing or whatever. And, um, but I had that moment. And, you know, for me, anybody that knows me know I talk openly about some of the tools I've used in my life for um, coping and and dealing with things. and, And that's talking it out, going to therapy and a lot of things like that. And I uh, journaled about it, like, and I wrote all of that down. I wrote out all of those raw feelings Mm. because it was nothing. All of those women I was happy for. I was there when my friend got engaged. I was so over the moon happy for my friends that were having babies, some that I knew were having difficulties conceiving. And, you know, so it wasn't that I was not happy for them. And it's so funny because one of them, um, and she listens to this podcast But she actually made me cry and doesn't even realize it because when she was, you know, texting me about her um, baby and I was saying something about getting ready to go to this wedding, she, you know, made a comment. She was like, well, catch the bouquet while you're down there, girl. Like, I know you're going to make a great wife and mother one day, you know? And Mm -hmm. it was, I needed to hear that in that moment. You know, she didn't know what kind of moment I was having, but it's not that you aren't happy for your friends because I do I fully celebrate all of them um but yeah you just have a moment sometimes and that's so true we do have our moments I remember recently a friend of mine it was before the holidays we went and had drinks together and she shared some intimate details with me of some things that she was going through Mm -hmm. and I was like oh my god I can't believe like you didn't share this with me like Not that she had to or anything, because it's definitely her right to keep that to herself and share it when she's ready to do it. But my thing was to her is, you should not have gone through that alone. Yeah, yeah. I wish that I could have been there for you. Mm -hmm. I had the same experience, and I could have helped you or given you some advice or been there for you in ways that other people had not gone through what what the two of us had gone through. Right. I was like, so it made me think. Like, sometimes we need to check up on our girlfriends. Yeah. And one of the things that I did was, and I, w- I haven't kept up with it, so I'm sad to say, but I will. And it was a, a text message that I wrote to all my friends. And I said, hey, girl, today is the first mon- many of Mondays that I will be reaching out to my sister circle to say, hi, how are you? Do you need anything? I'm praying for you and I love you. Why? Because a lot of times as black women, we suffer in silence. We don't want to burden each other with our problems or be a Debbie Downer. And I know that that's very true for me because I always pull away from my friends when I'm going through something. Yeah. So then I went on to say, today for me it stops. Because although we are women that are super and hella black girl magic, 
We are not super women, and we can't do this alone. We need each other through the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I want you to know that today and every day after sis, I am here for you, and you are not alone. I'm just a phone call, text message, email, wine, drink, or three away, don't judge me, (laughs) whenever you need me. I'll listen, I'll laugh, I'll cry, I'll celebrate, and I promise that I won't judge. Love ya, Renee. And, and when I get back to keeping up with that, I sh- and I sh- and I am, yeah. and that was one of the things that I said I was going to start doing again in the new year. One of my friends texted me. She was like, "I'm so glad that God put this on your heart to do." Yeah, because this is much needed, and I think that where you know Leslie came from is. Not just going through something in the moment, but not having somebody to talk to it about necessarily. Yeah, yeah. So if we're checking in and checking up on each other, those moments may be few and far in between. Yeah. Because we have that sounding board or somebody just saying, hey, I'm there for you. Like like I said earlier, I go through withdrawals when I'm going through something. I know Toya would be like, girl, I ain't heard from you. I'd be yes. like, yeah, I know you ain't heard from me because I've been going through da 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 She's like, well, why didn't you call me? I'm like, I know, I just don't. I hate being that person, like, when I'm sad or when I'm going through stuff, I don't want to bring anybody else down, and I don't want to feel like I'm a burden to them. So that's what's so, you know, that's what keeps me from doing that, but then it's not healthy for me to keep it in at the same time. Yeah. And that reminds me of two things when you were saying that. One, Jesse Williams' speech from an award show a couple years ago where he said, just because we're magic doesn't mean we aren't real. Mm-hmm. You know, because as we celebrate black girl magic, black excellence, and as we all know, the common, you know, phrase, strong black woman, um, we forget that we are real. And um, the second thing it reminded me of was a Being Mary Jane episode a couple of seasons back. R.I.P. to be in Mary Jane, because that show is now over. But um, when her friend Lisa committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And Mary Jane got up there at the funeral and gave one of the realest monologues, I feel, of that season, where she talked about this very thing. And how many times she would talk to Lisa and be like, you're good. And she would just be like, yeah. And knowing that she wasn't, she as a friend never followed up. Mm-hmm. And two, Lisa never felt she could be vulnerable enough to share. And this was a woman where, you know, it came out, had been sexually molested and was still dealing with that, who had experienced a lot of heartbreak, who lived alone, and she ultimately did die alone. But it was a call to action on behalf of the sister circle, if you will, like what you're talking about, of are we really checking in on our people? And I actually want to like circle it around too because while we're talking about Leslie and we're speaking from a single woman's perspective because Renee and I are not married, this goes for married women too. Absolutely. I have close married friends who have shared in moments of vulnerability what they're going through. And it's been the same thing where... 
they felt I couldn't understand or, you know, they feel the same way. Like, what do you do when your marriage is crumbling or you don't feel in love with your husband anymore or the demands of your children and your work and your husband are causing issues in your marriage? So it's the same thing. It shouldn't just be married friends, check up on me because I'm single. It should also be me checking up on my girlfriends that are married and have kids just the same because they have their moments too. Absolutely. I may remember I had several moments when I was married. I was miserable in my marriage, but I wanted to, and not through the whole marriage, don't get me wrong. I had some great times in my marriage. Um, I had some fun times in my marriage. And, but toward the end is where I was really having issues with it. But I decided to stay and stick it out because I wanted it to work. I wanted, I knew that I went in front of God, made a commitment, said my I do's. So it wasn't just a commitment to God, but it was a commitment to my husband at the time. So I needed to make this work. And that was the hardest thing ever because I didn't have anybody to talk to. Mm -hmm. We did do a support group of people who were our peers in our church that were also married. But it was very difficult because it wasn't a support group where it was an individual thing or like all the women and then the men and then they get together. It was as couples. So anytime I said something, if my at that time my husband didn't agree, he would really withdraw. And if somebody agreed with me with what I said, it was even worse. Mm -hmm. So it became just a time for me where I just didn't necessarily have anybody who understood what I was going through or that I could seek advice from. And I did go to therapy at some point, but at that point I think it was just too late. But the therapy did help me to understand some things and to really, once the marriage was over, to seek things inside myself and see not only where did the marriage go wrong, but where did I go wrong? How could I have been better? How could he have been better? Because it was two people in the marriage, so it was definitely, you know, two people that had to work on it and understanding what that all means. And once I understood that and was able to work through that, I was able to move on and move move forward with it. Yeah, and so I think, you know, we all have our moments, and you said this earlier, it's just like, but let that be a moment. And I think um, the thing about it is you have to be resilient. Mm-hmm. Um And so, you know, we're talking about Leslie Jones and that post. And then um, today I saw another post um, that I feel was kind of on that other spectrum of somebody who having the same kind of like relational struggles, but is taking a different perspective. And that's Jill Scott. Mm -hmm. So she's been in the news lately for a nasty divorce that she is having with her now second husband. Um, But it's really more like her third partner because she was married before, got divorced, and then she was engaged and had a child with a guy from her band, and then she married this guy. So you can basically be like, you know, this is like her third major breakup. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's in her 40s, but she posted this, and I love it. She says, no matter how old I get, I'll still make mistakes, some more apparent than others, But nothing has or will stop me from believing in love or the beauty that derives from it. Nothing, in all caps. So she's like, listen, I may go out here and get me a fourth husband. (laughs) And you all can talk about me all you want. 
But I still believe in love. And it's funny because I know that that's not the first time Jill Scott has said anything like that. And I think here's an example of somebody who probably has moments like I had a moment but lives in a space of being ever hopeful and always open for love, which is where I live. I am not a member of the Bitter Club. I'm not a member of the Giving Up Club. No matter, like, how many breakups, you know, or Mm -hmm. periods of, you know, not meeting good guys I experience, I have always been hopeful. And so the reason I say I know that about Jill Scott is because I actually have a quote from an article she did years ago with Essence, which was probably after her first divorce, um, that I keep on, I have like a board of like scriptures and inspirational posts. If anybody's ever been in my house and been in my bathroom, you've seen it because that's where it is. But I cut this out and this was the quote. She said, love doesn't die. Love is unyielding. It's going to come back. The more you love and appreciate yourself, the more prepared you are when the real thing shows up. Absolutely. I agree with that 110%. And I keep that up because one, it's a reminder. I get stuck on that part about the more you love and appreciate yourself, the more prepared you are when the real thing comes. And that was a lot of things that, you know, Leslie was even saying. And I know that for me, it's been about like Mm self-love. And so, and I always tell people this whenever they go out into dating, specifically online dating, you need to go into online dating in a in a place where you know that you are filled up. You can't go into dating, especially online dating or even a relationship, if you have not dealt with your insecurities. Because mm-hmm. you are out there looking for somebody to fill a void that you actually need to fill in your in yourself. And there are a lot of people um, that are desperate, for lack of a better word, because they are not coming to the table with their cup full, in a sense. And they're going and swiping and logging on and all these things from a place of where they're really not ready. And that shows up in how online dating experiences go. And that's been my experience because I have been in online dating from a place to where I knew I was just wanting somebody. You know, mm-hmm. which was one of the reasons why I had to pull away from it. And um, get to a place of where I was more focused on myself and what I wanted or whatever. And um, now I feel like in my dating scenario, and it's somebody that I actually didn't even meet online. I've met them in person the good old-fashioned way. (laughs) Child, it still happens. Um, But I just am in such a better place. And one of my friends was like, Toya, you seem so level-headed about this situation or whatever. And I was like, you know, after I had my moment (laughs) this late summer, and I had a couple of months off where I just was really focused on myself, focused on God, focused on really narrowing down what I wanted, I feel it put me into a better position for this thing of preparing when the right thing's coming. And I'm not saying that this person is that because we are still in a dating stage but it's just like I am keeping my head level and I am um, going into this in like a different space but that same thing of like even if things don't work out like I'm I'm like Jill Scott (laughs) I'm still 
open and I still believe in it. And I think when we get caught up in timelines and, and dates and I got to be by this age or mm. all my friends are married. And I think it's okay to be like, you know what, sometimes it takes some of us longer to figure it out. And I have always been very transparent about my journey and healing from my past and healing from um, the impact of not having my father in my life and what that did to my relationships. I had to work through that. I had to go to therapy. I had to start recognizing some unhealthy relationship patterns that had led to me being single at that age. And so just because I didn't get there at 28 like my other friends did, doesn't mean that I'm still not getting there. So I don't fear dying alone. I am more like Jill Scott where I am still like ever hopeful and just waiting on my time, honey. Waiting on my name to be called. Right. <laughs> right. One thing, well, a couple of things I want to say um, in regards to what you just said is one, when you said, you know, when your friends got married at 28, they're 28, not to say that anything's wrong with their marriage, but you don't know what goes on. Nobody knows what goes on behind closed doors. So when you look at other marriages or look at other relationships and you see what it looks like on the outside, you don't know what they're going through on the inside. Mm -hmm. A lot of things are hidden. And it's just like when we talked about Instagram um, in our first podcast, we were saying that what you see on Instagram is not usually real life. It's not reality. It's the same thing of what you see on the outside of somebody's relationship is not normally what happens behind closed doors. So you have to understand that and just take it with a grain of salt to say, okay, yeah, they look and act happy and that's great, but I have to find what makes me happy. Right. You have to invest in the happiness of you. And one of the things that I think is what happens with online dating, not just with online dating, because I don't want to give that a negative stereotype because I do do online dating. And let me say, I don't either. I have friends who are married to people they met online. Um, my experience was one to where I don't want to repeat it. Right. Yeah. And so with, with me, I just think that what I've noticed is that a lot of guys are starting to say, I just want somebody to be with that's going to make me happy. I like, no, I can't be with you mm. because I can't make you happy. And mm. I need for you to understand that I can add to your happiness. You should already be happy. If you are not happy, there is something wrong. There is a lack to me of self-love when people don't care about what goes on in their life, what they do in their life, what, how their life is. They don't care about themselves. Yeah. And I learned that the hard way because I was one that went through it. I didn't care about how I looked. I started gaining all this weight. I wasn't happy with the way that I was eating and where, how I was living, um, living from paycheck to paycheck. I was very unhappy. And so with that unhappiness came lack of self-care. Lack of self-care became lack of, of self-love. And if you don't love yourself, you cannot love anyone else. So it has to come from that place of understanding what makes you happy, investing in the happiness of you, because you can't put that onus on anybody else. That's not fair to that person. You have to, re you're, you have to recognize that you are the only person that can make you happy. The other thing is, is that you said something about, you know, recognizing what your wants are. Not only recognizing what your wants are, but recognizing what are your needs? What do you need in order for a relationship to work? Yes. And you and I have had this conversation yes. before. Like, Because you I have got need, me together. Yes. And been like, Toya, you need to tell him goodbye because your needs are not being met. You know it. Don't just hang on just for the sake of hanging on. 
Absolutely. What do you need to make a relationship work for you? I know that I need somebody that's a non-smoker because I'm allergic to smoke. I need somebody that's going to be ambitious because I am an ambitious person. So somebody that just sit back and lay back in life is not going to work for me. I know that I need somebody that is like outgoing personality because I'm that outgoing personality as well too. I'm not saying he has to be tit for tat with me. I'm just saying that those are some of the needs that I need. He has to be honest and loyal. He has to be open to wanting kids. Why? Because I don't know if I want to have kids or not. However, I want to have that openness about it. So those are the things I need. What I want, I want him to be six feet taller, six feet or taller, but that's a want. It's not something that I have to have in my life. So understand what your needs are so that you can focus on those things, what makes you uh, want to be in that relationship. And if they're not catering to your needs, move on because you're wasting your time and time is something you can never get back. And I mean... One of my needs is I need a man that's a corporate thug. So, <laughs> I mean, this is a reality. This is no longer want. This is a need. There I realize that I need a man. Take him to want, move it to the need. I mean, I need him to be able to do what he needs to do in the boardroom and to be excelling in his career. But I also need to know if something pop off, he want to put them <laughs> hands on somebody. I want you to kind of have a little bit of a checker pass. The I violence want- of it all. <laughs> I need you to like know Tupac lyrics and also be able to engage me in a conversation about Wall Street and economics and business. Like I need us to be able to talk entrepreneurship and biggie. <laughs> I need you baby, to be, give me one more chance, <laughs> baby, baby, give me one more chance. <laughs> I need you to be able to praise and worship in the church and also teach me how to dougie. <laughs> These are teach me how to dougie, teach me how to dougie. Oh Lord. Anybody that knows me knows this is actually true. That is very true. And that this is because I equally am all those things. And when I find that she is not doing those things, like if, if that guy is not giving her that, I will definitely call her on it and be yes. like, Toya, no ma'am, we're not going down that road. Like my ex, he was too square. Mm-hmm. Like I thought he was a little bit of a corporate thug, but I was like, no, he ain't about that life. <laughs> I was like, he is dependent upon you. For his happiness. Yes. You're like, but how? I was like, girl, let me break it down for you. Yeah. And I think it's so easy for me to see because I have been there before. Like, yeah. I depended upon others to make me happy. And Lord Jesus, it's, it's, it's when you see it outside of yourself, you're like, wow, that's like major. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just like a couple of last things, um, you know, I think it's important to to be hopeful and um you know so it's like okay how can I make sure that my moment doesn't turn into a mindset if you will Mm -hmm. um and I think part of that is being hopeful but that's just not hope is not a strategy to quote one of my mentors in my head my league teal Mm -hmm. um love her podcast the my tachi my cat podcast she talks about that hope is not a strategy so when i say hope i'm not saying just hope you need to like um make that stick and so that can be like bible scriptures 
And so I know one of the scriptures I found recently and I like really clung to and I shared it with some of my other girlfriends who I know are um, still single, whether that they could be dating and in relationships, but just not married rather and want children. And it's Psalms 113.9 and the New Living Translation is he gives the childless woman a family, making her a happy mother. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, you know, sometimes you have to go to scriptures or mm-hmm. you have to think about stories um, that inspire you. And um, I mentioned my leak just now. And um, again, like she's one of my favorites. She's the owner of a company, Curlbox, and um, she has a podcast and like now like a lifestyle website where she sells products. Um, but she's 38 and um, she's having her first baby and she talks openly about her struggles with infertility and a miscarriage but one thing when she was revealing her pregnancy that she shared was um, that um, she said perhaps my story gives hope to someone who may be trying after being told it was a wrap with tears in my eyes I say to you again life is generous and I love that life is generous concept because, you know, um, you have to kind of like have those things to go back to. You have to have faith. You have to believe that life will be good to you and that God will provide for you. I mean, I could go on and on about stories from my own life that encourage me, you know, being in my 30s and not having a child yet from my own immediate family. My mother was 38 when she had me and had already been told she was in premenopause. So, hello. <laughs> had my sister-in-law and my brother had their uh, first child at 44 after being told for 10 years they could never have children. And my grandmother had her last child at 40. I have friends who have been similar to my leak told it's a wrap. You know, there's not a possibility and have gone on to have one, two, three children. And so I think when you cling to stories like that, when you have something to hold on to, to keep you, um, your faith strong when it comes to that, it helps. Because again, we, I don't, I believe we co-create our life with God. And so, you know, God always has a bigger purpose and a plan mm-hmm. and, so you can't know when it's going to happen for you. You have to kind of throw the whole timeline away, <laughs> you know. Because if you want to make them, you make them laugh. You tell them what your plans are. Yeah. So you have to kind of throw this timeline away, and like she said, just believe that life is generous and that God will give you the desires of your heart. Sure. Did I maybe want it at twenty five? But maybe He's going to give it to me at forty five. You know, um, I don't get to tell Him that, but I am responsible for what I do in my life in the interim. Mm -hmm. And that's that part where I am such a big proponent of living your best life in this moment. And, you know, I shared this on my Instagram because for Thanksgiving, I went to Mexico and it was my first time kind of not doing the traditional Thanksgiving. And I went on a trip and, you know, one of the things I said as a single childless woman without parents, because my parents Um, passed away over 15 years ago now holidays are difficult you know and but one of the reasons why I took the trip and I celebrated it was and what I said on Instagram was 
one day I will be a mother and I will be a wife and I won't have moments like this to go to right. Puerto Vallada and eat waffles and have mimosas instead of <laughs> cooking a turkey. And so I'm going to embrace this season that God has me in now. I have had opportunities to write a book, to travel, to do all of these things because when that time does come, I don't want to be married with kids and then be like jealous of all my single girlfriends or wishing I could have done things. And so have your moment, live your life now, and then just be expected and ready for when your time comes. Amen. I love that. Be expected of when your time comes. Definitely. One of the things, I mean, I, like I said, I've gone through some things and I have definitely been where my moment was turning into a mindset, mm -hmm. but I had to recognize that it was becoming a mindset. So once I recognized that it was a mindset and I was having issues, situations, and circumstances, because that's what was going on, um, I had <laughs> to really pull myself back and be honest with myself and say, this is a problem, Renee. And once I realized that it was a problem and I had to pull myself from that dark place, I really had to think about the changes that I had to make. Yeah. Once I knew that I had to make changes, I had to quit making excuses for myself. Excuses. Oh my God, we wallow in excuses. Yeah. Well, if this and that and A, B, C and X, Y, Z, stop, leave it alone, let it go. So I had to let that go and not fall into that trap. And then I had to make a decision. And once I made a decision that I was going to live in my life in more of a balance and that I wasn't going to stay and leave this in a mindset, it was just a moment for me. Yeah. And even though that moment was a little bit longer, I had to let that go. So I made the decision to let it go. I quit it. And then I apologized to myself because one of the things I had to do was forgive myself for feeling the way that I felt. Yes. Because if I didn't, then I'm always going to hold on to that and go back to that when I start feeling this way again. So once I let it go and I forgave myself and I apologized to myself and gave myself permission, thank you, Ms. Donna, um, to move on and to let go, that's when I was able to move on and, and have a life and move on and, and, and learn lessons from that. And then I realized one of the things that Toya said is that I had to live for today. Yes. Not today. 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 <laughs> so be present in the present. It's very important because life is a present. Yes. So you have to embrace that, enjoy it, love who you are, and just let that moment pass. So sis, it's okay. You can have your moment. Just don't let that moment turn into a mindset. And I think that's a wrap. It's a wrap. So, share with us. I know there's some ladies out there that can relate, both our single ladies and our married ladies, because as I said... And guys, too. And guys, too. Yes. I was having a conversation with um, someone in the past week, a man sharing in his own vulnerability about these same kind of things. Um, so, share with us your thoughts. Like, um, I think... The post by Leslie was a good like conversation starter and I was glad that she was willing to be so candid but also like you know for clarity's sake clear up where she was coming from um, but have those moments don't let it turn into a mindset but share with us how you feel as always you can email us at beautiesandbanter at gmail.com 
Some of you all have already sent in some um, podcast topics that you want us to cover, so we will be working on those. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook at Beauties Banter. You can subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or any podcast app that you have. For my Android users that are using some of the different podcast apps, you can just search Beauties Banter. Anything you want to say, Renee? Have a fantastic week. Remember, just live in the moment, let it go, let God, and move on. All right. We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye.